This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm glad to welcome back Jared Wilson. Jared is assistant professor of pastoral ministry at Spurgeon College in Kansas City, Missouri. He's also author in residence there at Midwestern Seminary and director of the Pastoral Training Center at Liberty Baptist Church. In ministry for 25 years, Jared's also written a whole bunch of books, including The Gospel-Driven Church, The Imperfect Disciple, and most recently, a fantastic eight-week study of the biblical book of Ruth. He and his wife, Becky, have been married for 23 years and have two daughters. And Jared, I'm glad to have you back. Champ, I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, man. So tell me what passage you have for us today. Yeah, we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. And in that verse, Paul says this, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. I am really excited that you picked this verse because this verse is one of my favorites. I feel like it's one of the most formative verses in my ministry life, because I remember hearing John Piper talk about it, reading about it in some of John Piper's writings and realizing how, uh, again, formative it is in the way we do ministry. So let me ask you, how did this become important to you? Yeah. So uh, as you just said, it is maybe the central verse for me in terms of how I think about uh, ministry, but also just the you know, my daily Christian life, to see this really radical claim that somehow beholding is becoming, hmm. that, that, that Paul is basically saying, in, in, in so many words, that staring at Jesus changes us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that to become like Jesus, we have to see him or see his glory. Of course, he means with, with spiritual eyes, right? Although one day we will see him face to face in the flesh. And yet for now, there's the spiritual dynamic that people become more like Jesus by seeing Jesus. So if you go to this verse, why don't you unpack like how it's a kind of a complex sentence, right? So how does it unfold? How do the pieces fit together? What's the logic of this verse? Yeah. So he's beginning with the sense of unveiled face. And this is building uh, in the context of the chapter. Paul is making this argument about the new covenant or making claims about the new covenant, what we receive through Christ. Mm-hmm. And he is contrasting, if, if, if we're just going to put it in kind of the, the theological terms here, he's, he's, he's comparing and contrasting law and gospel. Mm-hmm. And so what, what's really helpful is he's telling us that the law is glorious. Um, and, and, you know, he's speaking of the Mosaic law, um, but we could, you know, uh, apply that essentially to mean to anything we're to do, you know, anything that we do, that's a, a, in obedience to God. So you, you could say it's a lowercase l law, even the imperatives of, of the Bible, um, you know, the religious uh, obedience. So he's saying that's glorious because it reflects the holiness of God. It, it reveals his perfection. It reveals his righteousness. So it's good and glorious. But he makes this really provocative claim, which is that as glorious as the law is, the the glory of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, surpasses it in glory. He uses that word mm-hmm. surpasses in verse 10. Basically, he says the the law, of course, tells us what to do, 
but it also simultaneously reveals that we can't do it perfectly. Right. So in a sense, it announces our condemnation. Just as it announces the Lord's holiness, it announces our condemnation. So obviously we need something to give us life. And here Paul is now saying that through the gospel, we have the promise of Christ's uh, substitution for us, his perfection, his perfect obedience to the law, which by faith becomes ours. And really the overarching thing for the whole chapter is a reminder to us that Christianity is supernatural, <laughs> that it, it actually comes from God. It comes from on high, that that belief in God comes from God, that obedience to God is, is birthed by the Holy Spirit, and that becoming more like Jesus, which is the aim for every Christian or ought to be, um, that, that that comes by the Holy Spirit working through uh, beholding the glory of Christ. So I'm going to read it again. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the last verse in the chapter. And I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's Word says, We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. Okay, so if this verse is saying that as we gaze on Christ, we become more like Christ, and it's progressive, it's from one degree of glory to another. So as that happens, as we gaze on him, how do we do that? And what does that mean for the way we read our Bibles or the way we teach the Bibles? Why don't you talk us through that? Yeah, that that's really important. And in fact, that phrase from one degree of glory to another, I, I, I take to mean to be a reference to uh, sort of the progressive sanctification that we are gradually becoming more like Christ. Not that we'll ever be perfect, this side of the veil, of course, uh, but the Holy Spirit is bearing fruit in our lives, uh, bringing us into more conviction of sin, revealing things, um, you know, leading us into all truth as Jesus promised. And so we're becoming more like Jesus or reflecting his image uh, in the world. And and again, so the dynamic that Paul puts in place for that to happen is somehow beholding the glory of Christ. So this means uh, when we're studying our Bibles, uh, no matter what passage we're in, we need to be looking for Jesus. Uh, we need to be looking for the glory of his son. Now, of course, not to the detriment of misunderstanding the you know immediate references or context or so, you know things like that, but Jesus himself says to his disciples on the road to Emmaus, uh, the end of, cha- uh, of the Gospel of Luke, um, he says uh, that that the whole Bible is about him. He says that uh, it, it says a rev- you know he revealed to them everything beginning with the law and the prophets, uh, everything about himself. And so we know the Old Testament is pointing to Christ and is revealing the glory of Christ. So if we're not looking for Christ or to you know to Christ as we study our Bibles, uh, we're going to be missing out on the power that we need for transformation. Simply reading the to-do lists doesn't give us the power to complete the uh, to-do list. So hmm. for teaching and preaching, uh, you know, if you're if you're discipling someone, whether you're teaching your your kids the Bible, you know, doing family worship time perhaps, uh, or you're teaching Sunday school or a Bible study lesson, or maybe you're in ministry, you're, uh, uh, you know, doing pulpit ministry, you're preaching. Um, if you want people to change, you want your kids to be better, you know, behaviors, <laughs> you want them to be more obedient, you want them to be more Christ-like, you want the people in your church to be more Christ-like. Paul is saying you have to hold up the glory of Christ mm. that they might see it. That's that's the power uh, of transformation, which again, for Paul to say this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit is a reminder to us that heart change, which is what we're after, um, is, a, is a supernatural thing. It comes through the proclamation of the gospel, beholding the glory of Christ. It, it does not come about by people simply being told to behave, mm. right? The essential message of Christianity uh, is not behave, but behold. 
Wow. So we are all inclined to pursue the things that we think are ultimately good and beneficial and beautiful. And so if we don't see the glory or the beauty or the majesty or the worth of Jesus, then we're not going to pursue him. We're going to pursue whatever we think is more valuable. So, I mean, it makes sense then that we are pursuing the things related to Jesus, his law, looking like him, acting like him, when we understand him to be what's most valuable. Yeah, you know, what's central to this or what's really kind of the working dynamic here is really worship, mm-hmm. um, you know, beholding Christ and and being driven to respond to him in obedience. Um, that's an act of worship. And so what Paul is helping us to do is, is really get a good grasp of the law and gospel dynamic. So mm-hmm. to be gospel centered doesn't mean that you don't care about the law or, or you don't obey the law or anything like that. But it means getting the order correct. So for so many Christians, they live kind of sluggish defeated lives because they look to the law as their means of, you know, earning credit or approval with God Hmm. rather than the way that they work out their response of gratitude in the fact that Christ has earned the approval and credit for them. Hmm. So we put law in a sense before the gospel to remind us of our need for the gospel. And then you put law after the gospel uh, to remind us that it is a, the response of worship um, that it, you know it's not our earning earning credit with God, but the way that we express our gratitude and worship of Him. That's so good, Jared. Thank you again for taking time to be with us and for pointing us to one of my favorite verses. I'm so glad you did. Would you just take a moment and close our time by praying this verse for us? Heavenly Father, we we ask for what only Your Holy Spirit can do, which would be to show us Jesus more and more. Help us to fix our eyes on Christ as he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Help us to be healed by that uh, vision of the glory of your son. Help us never to take our eyes um, off of Christ. Uh, We do ask that you would help us in in our Bible study, in our corporate worship and our family worship. Uh, Help us to see more and more how beautiful, how satisfying, how sufficient, how saving and supreme. Christ Jesus is. And we pray these things in his name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.